Hey, I'm Cynthia Koffel, and this is Better Regulate Than Never. This is a show where young people can find so much information about emotional health and ways that they can unlock their greatest potential. So I'm so glad that you joined me today because you are going to start this amazing journey that you won't even believe. Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number six of Better Regulate Than Never. In the past four episodes, we've really been talking about the model. And I don't think I called it the model at the very beginning, but I did in the last episode talk about it being called the model. It's it's a thought model of how you can change your thoughts, which change everything else about um, your life, how you're feeling what actions you have, and then the results in your life are proof of what your thoughts are. So um, everything that you can work on in your whole life can be put into that model. And so I wanted you to have that information at the very beginning so that everything that you're working on in your own life and everything that you might ask my help for, we can put it into the model and see how it works. But there's a lot of information out there that I want you to know about um, that will also help your life um, get better. And so today is one of those days. And what is so funny is that it's interesting that this would be a topic that I want you to know, but I think it really helps um, to have visuals sometimes about how things work. So today we're going to be talking about brain science. And I know that sounds really complicated and technical, and it certainly can be and people, you know, can spend their whole life studying the brain. And it is a very fascinating thing. We're probably learning new things about the brain all the time. But we're going to just talk about like the main parts of the brain and how to visually see that. um, So that it makes sense. Because when we talk about these thoughts, feelings, actions and stuff, it kind of has to do with this brain science. So I wanted you to have a good way of understanding it. So your brain, of course, controls everything about your life. Um, We can't live without our brain. And our brain does a lot of automatic things that we don't have any control over. So the things about our heart beating, and our breathing, um, those things just happen, and we don't even think about them. And they just kind of run in the background, as we're having the rest of our life. But there are parts of the brain that we can control. And that's kind of where we're talking about these thought downloads and and trying to if we can change our thoughts, we can change our feelings, which change everything else. And so our brain really also has to do with our quality of life. And if we're enjoying our life, or we're not enjoying our life, and that part is the part that we can control. So I kind of want to show you the different parts. So that you can see what parts you can control, and which parts you can't. You can kind of think about your brain as the newest cell phone computer that you can get that can do amazing, perfect, wonderful things. But if you just buy that phone or that computer and you just open it up and start using it, you might not know what all those amazing things are, or how to do those amazing things. So you kind of just run that phone or that computer on default mode and it works and it does the things that you maybe want it to do, but 
there's so much more things that can do and you're not accessing those things because you don't know how to. And so today we're going to kind of talk about how to open up the box of our brain and look at all the fancy things that it does and then how we can better utilize the parts of our brain that help us to have a better quality of life. So if you're not driving, I want you to actually do a physical exercise with me. I want you to hold your hand in front of you with your palm facing you. So hopefully that makes sense. I'm trying to think about how I can describe this in the best way. And then you're going to fold your thumb across your palm. So that's kind of laying across your palm. And then the four fingers that are up, curl them down over your thumb. So in this physical example, your, and this, by the way, is called Dr. Siegel's hand model of the brain. And this is um, taught in many schools so that kids can understand like how the brain works and how it affects our behavior. But I thought this was a good way for you to see it too. And by the way, in the show notes, there will be a picture of this. So if you're, if it doesn't make any sense to you, what I'm saying, just look at the picture. So, so you have your hand in front of you. It kind of looks like a fist and your fingers are, and your palm would be facing towards you. So your wrist is where the spinal cord is. And then if you lift your fingers right now and move your thumb out of the way again, back to just your hand facing you, the palm part is where your inner brain stem is. And the inner brain stem is the part that keeps you alive with heartbeats and breathings. We were talking about that a little bit ago. So now move your thumb back into your palm And the thumb in there is representing your limbic system. So the limbic system is where you process emotions and you store your memories. And this is also where your amygdala amygdala is. And that is also called like your panic button or your safety radar. And we probably won't talk about that a lot today, but there is one other episode that I'm going to kind of be talking about that. That's why I wanted you to know this stuff too. So now curl your fingers back over your thumb. And that is your cortex. This is where thinking, planning and learning happens. So when you're at school, your brain is working most perfectly if it's in this position. Um, And then that area where your fingernails are, that is the prefrontal cortex. And this is the part of your brain where you process information to understand your feelings, to calm yourself down, and to be able to read the body language of other people. Uh, Whenever we're in a relationship, whether even if it's with people we don't like, anytime you're having some sort of conversation or you're dealing with someone we are reading the body language of the other person. So that happens in the prefrontal cortex. So when all of these pieces are in place, like when with the fingers down, it looks kind of like a fist. When all of this is happening, this is the perfect place for our brain to be when we're learning new things while we're in school, when we interact with other people in whatever relationships we have. um, And also 
This is the perfect time, uh, perfect way for our brain to be if we're taking a test or we're really concentrating on something. When we get stressed out or upset, the prefrontal cortex shuts down and it no longer works with the rest of the brain. So pick up the four fingers that were over your thumb and they're now straight up. This um, can be called flipping your lid. And um, I don't know, that probably resonates with some people. Some people it doesn't, it's totally fine. It doesn't matter if you like the words flipping your lid, you could call it something else. But um, when your prefrontal cortex is not working, that's when your fingers are, are straight up. Um, and this is when it really becomes hard for you to make good decisions. So when the prefrontal cortex is not working, this is when we say or th- do things that are hurtful to us or hurtful to other people, or we're doing things that probably are getting us into trouble. And so I just want you to be able to think about how when all of that's in place, it helps us. And when it's not in place, we're in a, in a different state that's not so good for us. So since we've been talking about emotions and feelings and, and how they vibrate or the sensations we have in our body, I want you to think about a time when you were stressed out and upset and you were flipping your lid or your prefrontal cortex is not working. What does that feel like? Like think about a situation where you did something that was hurtful or you got into trouble. You know, what was that feeling like in your body? And that's what it feels like when your prefrontal cortex is not working. So then, you know, put the fingers back down over your thumb. And this is when your brain's working perfectly and you're, you know, so calm and you just did amazing on a test or you've just really sat for hours working on something and concentrating on it. And you have a good product, you finished your assignments or you, you know, did the thing that you were wanting to do. What does that feel like? I know I can think of times like that where it just feels so good. It feels so pleasant and peaceful and calming. Um, And that's what it feels like when your prefrontal cortex is working. So I want you to kind of really feel those differences and and how that will help you when, when your prefrontal cortex is not working and you know, oh, this is what it feels like when it's not working, then you can start trying to do things to get it to for your prefrontal cortex to come back into play and have it be working with the rest of your brain. So this podcast is really a lot about how to get our brains into proper working order. So I wanted you to be able to see these differences and like have an actual example of kind of how the brain works. Unfortunately, when I look around at all the adults that I know, um, lots of adults don't know this information. They don't know that, you know, when you are not regulating, when your prefrontal cortex is not working, when it's, when you're flipping your lid, that is not the time to talk to people about things that are bothering you. That is not the time to try to discipline someone. And even for you, like when you're flipping your lid and you're in trouble, that's not the time to try to discuss your point of view because we've got to have our thinking part working in order for all that to work or our relationship part to be working. And the prefrontal cortex has to be involved in that 
in order for us to make the best decisions. So I think that's really important to know. And this isn't just important for young people to know. Like I said, adults don't know it. And you may have a job already, but if you don't have a job, this comes into play with working too. Because when you work with other people, when you work with the public, you have to be able to use your thinking, emotional, relationship part of your brain in order to be successful at your job. So it, in to have a successful relationship, if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend now, if you, even the relationships with your parents, your siblings, with your friends, that thinking relationship part needs to be working for you to have a safe and healthy relationship. And when those things aren't working, got to find a way to make it work for you. And sometimes, unfortunately, it's working for you, but it's not working for your partner or your friend or your parents. And so I hope that you can find ways to start talking to people in your life about these skills. Because like I said, a lot of adults don't know it. And it isn't, it isn't our parents fault. It isn't our teachers fault. A lot of times, adults have not been taught these skills. Sometimes we had parents that were really good at them and then we accidentally learned how to do it because our parents were good at it. And most of the time we learn about emotions by modeling what older people are doing. Uh, but sometimes um, the adults in our life are, n- are not modeling the right behavior. And so it gets kind of confusing about how we should, how we should have the best out how we can have the best results for things. So definitely talk to me about that. But I hope you can talk to your families and partners and friends about this stuff too, so that everybody can be on the the right page with that. So I think that's a lot of information that is really condensed into a nice little package. And I hope it makes sense. But please make sure you check the show notes so that you can see what this model looks like if it couldn't make sense in the way you were doing it and maybe seeing the picture and then going back and listening to the words and trying it because I do think that many times when a concept is hard to understand in our brains just with words it's nice to have a visual or some kind of tactile thing tactile thing we can do that helps us to understand it better so I thought this was a good way to do it so think about making sure to regulate your brain by making sure your prefrontal cortex is working. So check the show notes, look at the picture, continue to do those models, those thought models and do them every day. So you can get really good at them and start paying attention to what your thoughts and feelings are and how they produce the results in your life and um, send me messages so that I understand where you're coming from and I can help clear up anything that might be confusing to people. And make sure that you subscribe and rate and review my podcast because I want to know what you're thinking and I want other people to be able to find us. So have an amazing day and make sure because you can choose your thoughts, choose them wisely. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Better Regulate Than Never. Music in this episode was provided by archesaudio.com. Make sure you check out the show notes for links and activities that will help you to get the most out of this episode.
I cannot wait to talk to you next week. If you enjoy this show, don't forget to review and rate us wherever you get podcasts.